Welcome to Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow, and NBA Draft is in the rear view mirror. It's about 10 days, two weeks or so since the draft has happened. We've already gotten into July, already July 5th, which is hard to believe, which means NBA Summer League is right around the corner. There's been a, a shift over the last 15 years or so that the hub the epicenter of NBA Summer League is in Las Vegas. It's the biggest one. Pretty much every single team uh, participates in that, takes over all of UNLV's gyms. The Thomas and Mack Center is where it was a couple of their auxiliary gyms for other games, Cox Pavilion, and their practice gyms for NBA teams to get practice at. So if you're a huge basketball fan, there's no better place to be in mid-July if you can stand the heat than Las Vegas because you've got the NBA Summer League. You've also got a number of uh, national-level AAU tournaments going on. But um, there are a couple other smaller uh, NBA Summer Leagues that occur during the month of July. Uh, just a couple days ago, the California Classic is what it's being called. It just kicked off in San Francisco. There was a few teams playing in there. Uh, Utah typically has had a small uh, summer league as well as Orlando. Um, but exciting times to see where and how NBA teams are going to utilize their recent draft picks. It's always a shock to many of these players um, going from college and maybe being a focal point to uh, having a lot of freedom to then being in an NBA setting, have to learn the te terminology, having to learn the game, having to learn what their roles and expectations are. And maybe they were a guy that had complete and total freedom at the college level. And now they're just being asked to be a three and D guy. And on the flip side, many times there are players um, that really didn't have a lot of opportunities at the college level because they played for a really good college program. Um, but then they get in a perfect setting uh, in the NBA and in summer league, they're able to really show some of the skills that weren't used or utilized by those college programs. Um, and so you'll start seeing some hidden gems really kind of pop up and, and show um, some things that they weren't able to show at the college level. And that's what makes the best talent evaluators and the best front offices so fun uh, to be able to kind of admire because they can see things that others can't and they can envision how players may fit in their system. Um, so, and, you know, with this being focused on Gonzaga, um, many of the young players that have been in uh, Gonzaga's program over the last few years that are, are, are or are not playing in summer league um, Corey Kispert got the pass in, in after his rookie year, moving into year two, which is big because most players are asked to play um, their first three, at least first two, sometimes first three years of summer league to kind of speed up their learning curve. And part of it is to put them in different positions in summer league that they're not going to be in in the regular season for learning experiences and to kind of pinpoint new things that they need to work on in their game and in their evolution and their involvement of their game. Um, but that's great news for Corey Kispert does not be playing summer league. Uh, I haven't seen if Jalen Suggs is playing or not. I, I believe he is not for Orlando. Um, Joel Yayi is actually playing for the Hawks. They don't start until July 9th. Uh, and then obviously the two that we're going to keep close tabs on close eyes on, will be Chet Holmgren and Andrew Nemhart, uh, who were the recent draft picks. Obviously, um, Nemhart 
to the Indiana Pacers, Chet Holmgren, the number two overall to Oklahoma City. They will both be in Las Vegas, but Oklahoma City will also be in Utah to kick things off. So today being the fifth is actually the first game for Oklahoma City. And so Chet's uh, welcome to the NBA will actually be tonight. The game is on uh, ESPN. It's uh, Oklahoma City against Utah. And they also play the sixth against Memphis. They play the seventh against Philly. The game on the sixth is ESPN two. The game on the seventh against the Philly uh, Philadelphia 76ers is on ESPN three. And, you know, a lot of what to expect from somebody like Chet, who was picked as high as, as two, uh, I wouldn't expect them to play every single game in summer league. Um, it becomes a really unique and, and odd thing where uh, load management becomes a big thing uh, for NBA teams, even in summer league where you've got, you know, a, such a young guy who's been healthy his whole career. But, you know, three games in three days is, is pretty taxing. And so um, leading up to it, there's been a lot of practice. There's, you know, a new set of kind of standards on how to work going from college to the NBA. And that's nothing against Gonzaga. Gonzaga has got as great a culture of work as I've seen at the college level, but it just becomes a different type of workload when you get to the NBA um, a little bit more kind of takes you throughout the day. And it's a little bit more focused on different things. Um, and rightfully so, because you're now a pro and you're not having to worry about the extracurriculars of a college student likes classes and different things like that. But it's going to be fun and interesting to watch Chet play in his first professional game. It'll be interesting to see where they put uh, Holmgren. If they put him at the five, if they put him at the four, maybe even they put him at the three, see what they do with him in regards to uh, are they going to have him handle or is he going to be a trailer? Is he going to be a, a screening big in the pop situations? Uh, will they feature him? I don't think they'd feature him on the low block, but are they going to feature him on uh, a step off the block or two where he can catch turn face and kind of really utilize his length as well as his skill set? Those are some of the things that I'm going to be looking for on the offensive end. Uh, are they going to put the ball in his hands and give him the freedom to, you know, get a rebound off the glass and push it and create? Because I think that's one of his, his great strengths. Um, and then defensively, what, what are they going to be doing? um with with Chet in there is are they going to be uh is he going to guard the five the four the three what is he going to guard and then how are they going to handle different situations and pick and rolls are they going to switch with him uh in in wide pin down actions or dribble handoffs are they going to switch with him are they going to do their best to keep him on the interior so he can alter shots um all those are kind of things that I'm really interested in looking forward to seeing um uh, in the debut of summer league for Chet Holmgren tonight with Oklahoma city. And then with Andrew Nemhart, um, you know, he's going to a team in Utah or excuse me, in Indiana that already has a really good young point guard Tyrese Halliburton. Um, you know, he's solidified as a starter, um, very big promising player, uh, at the point guard position, but I think this is a great opportunity for Nemhart to have minutes early in his NBA career. And it really, it starts with summer league going in with an idea uh, and, a, and a expectation and a knowledge of the playbook and a knowledge and a command of the offense and a leadership to be able to put guys in the right positions and command respect and, and kind of get things uh, kind of in a comfort zone for your coach. Uh, and I think that's something that he will excel in at Summer League. You saw him at Gonzaga. I mean, he really kind of righted the ship many times, um, especially his junior year when when Suggs was uh, was still there. 
he was the more kind of calming influence on the floor that season as the point guard. Uh, and I see so many of those attributes uh, carrying over to the professional game. Yeah, there's a few things he still has to get better at, namely shooting the three, but his command of running an offense, his pick and roll play, his vision, his ability to control tempo were so many things that are absolutely vital at that point guard position at the NBA. Really looking forward to, to seeing him. They start on the seventh. Um, they play against Charlotte. No TV for that game, uh, but I'm sure there's going to be plenty of opportunities for, for Gonzaga fans to watch him on summer league whether it's ESPN, whether it's uh, NBA TV, lots of good chances. Um, and again, Joel Iaiz with the Hawks, it's going to be fun. So uh, NBA Summer League kicks off today. It's a tremendous uh, time of year in the basketball calendar. Some of the things that we're working on here at Gonzaga Nation SI, we've got a mailbag coming out on the 6th, usual our Wednesdays. But the first NCAA evaluation recruiting period begins at the end of this week. We're going to touch on what's important to know about those uh, and, and really what coaches, uh, not just at Gonzaga, but all levels are looking for uh, and how they go about recruiting and evaluating players during these stretches. Uh, we've also got some conversations with uh, other coaches. We're in our WCC roundup. We've still uh, working to solidify a time with coach Steve Lavin of USD, as well as Mark Pope of BYU. Um, we just haven't been able to lock in schedules. Uh, Coach Lavin has been doing a tremendous amount of recruiting and getting settled on campus and in life at USD. Um, as, and then Coach Mark Pope, they've, they had a busy stretch of camps at BYU, and he's currently uh, over in Europe for some, some evaluating and recruiting. So for Gonzaga Nation SI, thanks for looking. Click that like, subscribe, and review button. And don't forget to leave us a message. Take care. Make it a great one.